Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the show. Last week's episode, I talked about anxiety. I gave some basics so we can increase our authority over it and how lies can take us down a downward spiral. I also shared six things that you can do to experience God's shalom peace in your life. Thursday, we had an amazing guest, Yvonne Rempel, where she shared her 10-year journey of bipolar, depression, PTSD, postpartum, taking medication, and receiving freedom in Christ from all of these. You don't want to miss these episodes. Today, I'm going to dive deeper into our thought life and how we can get unstuck from lies that seem to take root in our life. The title of today's show is, God Help Me Get Out of the Stinking Thinking. There are times when we know what God says about us, but we don't feel it, and our experiences seem to tell a different story than what God says. I will talk about how we can move out of our feelings and experiences, heal some buried hooks, and move on to what God has to say about us. Holy Spirit, I welcome you here right now into this podcast, into the space of every single listener wherever they are at. Give them the grace to receive your presence and healing in a new way. We repent for our sins and sins done to us. I want you to say out loud right now, God, forgive me of my sins. The reasons why I want you to do this is this opens up the pathway for healing throughout the rest of this episode. We thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. God, we don't want to do anything without you. You are the mighty healer and counselor. We are your vessels. Use me in any way that you wish to speak through me as a blessing to the listener to help them to get rid of the stinking thinking they may have. I pray for your truth to come out that the listener can believe in how truly amazing they are. I pray this in your mighty name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I want you to think about the stinking thinking that you're carrying around yourself. My mom's actually the one who brought this up to me. When one day I had some stinking thinking myself, we can call it lies or negative beliefs, negative cognitions, negative thoughts. You can call it whatever you want, but we need to beat them and we're going to beat them today. So let's get them out there. When we speak out what the enemy is trying to do, it takes the power away. I know some people believe that if we don't speak it, it's not heard, so it isn't there. And this actually isn't true, because if there's a root and it's continuing to be a problem, now you're ignoring something God wants you to heal and get revelation from. Because when you heal, you get closer to God, you get to know him more, and you understand keys of how heaven works. You then can go pray for other people, release that revelation and that healing on others. So here are some common lies. I am not loved. I am not liked. I am not enough. I'm not good enough. It's my fault. I am ugly. I can never do anything right. I'm not smart. I am stupid. I am fat. I'm a failure. I don't have enough. The ones I've struggled with myself are, I am weird. No one likes me. 
I want you to identify the ones that seem to be stuck for you. Notice which ones kind of hit you in your gut or your chest or even somewhere else in your body or even your head. But you know that it's stinking thinking for you. And right now, I want you to hear these words. I want you to see these thoughts, these lies, going to the cross. Let's nail them up on the cross. I want you to take some time right now, put them up there. Each one going up to the cross, nailing it and smacking it up there. I also want you to picture Jesus helping you. Take your time with this. If you do want to press pause on the podcast, please feel free to do this. Now I want you to picture Jesus being hung on the cross. His blood is coming through the nails on his hands and his feet. He is dying for you and all of these lies. As he is dying, as he is shedding his blood for you, I want you to see the lies leaving See them leaving your soul. And we just, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are taking these right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you for taking all of these lies for us. And I want you to now picture Jesus being in the tomb, being raised on the third day. And as you picture him being raised, see yourself with him. He raised us up to be seated in the throne room with him. See yourself there, Jesus with Father God and the mercy seat representing his blood. And as you see yourself there, allow the love of God to fill you. Just receive. You've emptied yourself with all of the lies that God doesn't need in you. Now allow yourself to get filled with his love and just be, just receive. And again, if God is touching you right now, let him continue to do what he wants to do in you. You can either pause the show again or just let the Holy Spirit move in the words that I say for the rest of the show. We need to let the Holy Spirit guide us, not people. And that's including me. Just because I'm doing this podcast doesn't mean you need to listen to me over the Holy Spirit. He is in charge of you. If he's healing something, let him continue to do that. I also want to encourage you to practice this on your own. I do this regularly. I bring things to the cross and I let Jesus take it all the time. So when we are saved and the Holy Spirit comes in us, our spirit man now lines up with God and we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, which is why we can go boldly to the throne of grace. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we're healed, saved, and delivered. In my first episode, I talked about how we are a spirit who has a soul and lives in a body. Our soul is made up of our mind, will, and emotions. When we are saved, our spirit lines up with God. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. The God of the universe lives in us, you guys. We are guided by the Holy Spirit. But we have to tune our attention to the Holy Spirit. We need to allow him to be our mighty counselor bringing him in as a friend with everything we do, not religiously and striving, but as a friend. Our soul is wounded and it needs healing. Let's go to Romans 8. Verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay, so if you're doing something contrary to what God says or thinking something, there's no shame in this if you are a believer in Christ. These behaviors cause negative thoughts. 
then we will often shame ourselves. This shame then turns into more negative thoughts and more negative thoughts, and we just think, that's how it'll always be, or I am too far gone. The last episode I did on anxiety, I shared about the cognitive triangle. It consists of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Our thoughts create feelings, those feelings create behavior, and then those behaviors create more thoughts in a cycle that repeats all day, every day, all the time. If we are believing lies or stinking thinking, then our behavior will be harmful. If we continue this pattern, it's a downward spiral. So we need to break the negative cycles and patterns. What makes us hard is that if we have people around us who see our unhealthy behavior, they will actually shame us too. They believe they're encouraging, but it's not because what they do is they point out the obvious dirt that we already know about. Or let's say you've had a really tough life and people will continue to tell you, you need help or you need to figure yourself out. Well, it is true that we do need to get counseling, we do need prayer, we do need help, but how people communicate to you isn't always speaking life, and it's discouraging. And again, I'm not blaming these people, we still need to make the choices ourselves. but this atmosphere and this discouragement can be really hard for us to get out of the holes. So it's important that we have supportive people around us speaking life into us. What we'll often do when we experience these moments and these thoughts is that we then become Jesus to ourselves. We crucify ourselves because of choices that we make aren't of God because Jesus is in us and we know we shouldn't do those things. But because our flesh wants to keep doing them, okay, so I know this sounds kind of like, why would I want to keep doing something I'm not supposed to do? Well, this is our flesh. This is what happens when we are human. Our flesh wants to keep doing them. What we do is we try to shortcut this and we beat ourselves up and shame ourselves, partnering with negative thoughts about ourselves. I'm so horrible, or I can't do anything right. I'm such a loser. My spouse would be better off without me. Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like we think the worst and expect the best type of thinking. If I punish myself for my behavior with these thoughts, then somehow it like makes it okay. Except this is your life. It is not a rock climbing excursion. When you rock climb, you have to be prepared for the worst case scenarios and prepare for it. You guys, Jesus died for us for these very reasons. Salvation is free, a free gift for us to accept. Not maybe accept or accept sometimes. We are to feel free of shame because he died for our sins. To have us stop them, we need to invite him into the sin, into these behaviors, into the thoughts. We might not stop them right away, but we need to have the revelation that in the middle of our pity party, shame hole, depression, anxiety attacks, stinking thinking, whatever it is, Jesus is there. And if we have been beaten, bruised, hurt, bring Jesus in. He is there. Bring him into whatever it is that you know isn't of him and ask him to help you. We don't need to be ruled by our emotions. Cognitive neuroscientist Dr. Carolyn Leaf writes in her book, Switch on Your Brain, about how powerful our thoughts are and that if we can learn to control our thoughts, our emotions will follow. She shows the science behind how the Bible can transform our mind, will, and emotions. She's quoted saying, What you are thinking now is creating your future life. 
You create your life with your thoughts because you are always thinking, you are always creating. What you think about the most or focus on the most is what will appear as your life. So we need to be thinking on God, but let's debunk some things. I want to debunk things that you may or may have not experienced to impact you to believe lies. Have any of you grown up being told that you can't feel a certain way? Like if you're angry or frustrated with your parents or another adult or a sibling may have said, don't be angry or don't be sad or you need to be happy. They are actually trying to help you, but what they're doing is saying, you aren't okay as you are. You need to show up so that I can be comfortable. Essentially, they didn't know what to do with your emotions because of their inability to be okay with these emotions within themselves because they didn't learn that their emotions are okay either. So they try to shut them down in you. The problem is you can't shut down feelings. You have to feel your feelings. I'm going to repeat this. This is important. People who told you to not feel your feelings didn't know what to do with your emotions because of their inability to be okay with those emotions because they didn't learn that their emotions are okay. So they try to shut them down in you because of their own discomfort. You can't shut down feelings. You have to feel your feelings. It is science. It's the way we were made. If you try to shut down those feelings, lies, and thoughts, then what happens is it gets squeezed and crunched in from all those feelings not being able to properly be felt and processed. For example, you might be super young. Okay, so let's go young. You're feeling angry that your sister stole your toy. Your parents say, oh, don't be angry or you just need to share. Okay, true, you do need to share. But telling you to not be angry, you can't help it. You're angry. You then might believe a lie that I'm not okay as I am. And then we might move to I don't like my sister because your brain can't really process what's happening. And so you just make up whatever feels right at the time, which I don't like my sister feels pretty good about that. You don't have the developmental understanding of what's going on. And then as you get older, it looks different. As a teen, you have emotions that are all over the place. And it doesn't seem to make sense because now we have an added component of those wonderful hormones. You may have tried to share that you can't stand a teacher or class or something happened. Parents or adults often want to help, of course. And their response might be, well, what did you do? Or what happened for that to happen? What teens actually need in this moment is empathy and validation. We don't start by solving the problem. We start by listening. You could say, oh man, that might be so hard. Tell me about it. Or are you feeling frustrated? It's okay to be frustrated. I know how hard you have been working. You can get to solving the problem after you hear their emotions. But teens' emotions need to be heard. Otherwise, if you give them this great wisdom, they don't really hear it. I will actually do a whole episode on how we can talk to teens, but for now, what I want to say is recognize when you weren't heard as a teen so those small or big wounds can heal. Don't bury them and bring that baggage into your current relationships without knowing that you're doing it. I have an innocent example with my four-year-old son. One morning, he dressed up as a cowboy with a hat, gun, holster, and a toy gun in his belt. He had me help him, and he was very proud. I went to put his hat on, and he said, no, I want to put it on myself with so much pride. 
He came up with the idea he wanted to take all the steps with this outfit. When he went downstairs to greet his dad, his dad laughed. Not making fun of him, but an, oh my gosh, you are so adorable, laugh. You know what I mean? Many of you would probably do the same thing because it really was adorable. However, what this did was it communicated to my son some things that brought up shame, and he immediately took the hat off and threw it on the ground upset. See, he was actually feeling shame and didn't understand it. My husband had good intentions. He thought he was adorable. But my son needed to be honored exactly where he was at with this creativity, just as he was. So two things I got from this little episode. As parents, we need to teach our children what they're feeling and understand that it's okay to have those emotions and to make healthy choices with them. And two, that when we as parents don't connect with where our children are at, that we can recognize it quickly, make repairs, let them know that they're enough as they are, and teach. We let their creativity and inventiveness come out. We don't make big deals out of it. But we quickly identify what happened with the thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, acknowledge, repair, teach, and move on. I share this story to stir things up in you that the Holy Spirit can bring up for you and repair it. Our loved ones did the best they could with what they had when they raised us, so we don't need to be hard on them or ourselves because they didn't take responsibility for something. We need to forgive these adults. Mostly, this invalidations of emotions was intentional. And I would also say other people, friends, siblings, coaches, other people in our life. However, some of us may have experienced emotional, sexual, or physical abuse. Some of it may have felt like it was intentional. If it was not acknowledged, you could be carrying a heavy weighty lie of, it was my fault because someone has to take the blame, right? If they don't own up to it, then it means I didn't do anything, right? This is wrong. Just because someone doesn't own up to something that they did doesn't mean they didn't do anything wrong. However, we need to recognize where this hook lies. In all of these situations where the seeds of lies gets planted, we need to recognize them, give them to God, forgive, and see what he has to say and replace. We need to forgive people even though they didn't know that they did something wrong. We need to forgive ourselves for knowingly or unknowingly beating ourselves up. I truly believe that we have to understand what we are thinking to move forward with the thought life that Jesus desires. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, If there is anything worthy of praise, think about such things. And James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. In Francis Franchipane's book, The Three Battlegrounds, he talks about strongholds, that pulling down strongholds is the demolition and removal of our old ways of thinking so that the actual presence of Jesus can come through. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-4 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And right after this, verse 5 says, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. 
This is what we want to do. So the keys for us to do this is we've got to be vulnerable. We need to give everything to the Lord. We don't keep anything from God, even the thoughts, feelings, behaviors that we feel shame about. We can't hide anything. Pride is a big thing. Pride will actually keep us from saying, I'm good. I don't have anything wrong with me. Okay, I don't think you have anything wrong with you. It's just us being vulnerable and saying, God, I don't understand. You help me. I give my thought life to you. You help me, God. You know more than me. And then he will teach us. He will reveal it. The next one is repentance. I started the show with this. So we just say, I'm sorry, Lord, knowingly or unknowingly. Forgive me, Lord. The next one is forgiveness for other people. We want to forgive the people who hurt us and we want to forgive ourselves. If you aren't ready, my suggestion is still walking it out with your mouth. So stating it out loud, asking God to help you to forgive, even stating it with your words is powerful. Not forgiving is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So when we forgive, it actually frees us and it takes the hook out of us. It actually has nothing to do with the other person. It doesn't make what they did okay, but it frees you up. And so then the next thing is that we need to be in a place of receiving. We need to receive God's love. We need to let him in. Let him fill you up with his love. Sit and soak in his presence. Let him give you peace, joy, whatever it is that he's wanting to give you because it's what you need at the time. So often we just quickly run to the next thing and we don't allow God to just fill us first so then we can go give love to others. A little secret about these negative emotions and feelings, or I'd maybe say revelation, (laughs) because Jesus is in you, when you feel, experience something that isn't good and isn't of God, you have to remember the Holy Spirit is in you and doesn't like that, so you don't feel right. What this is, is it's a signal for you to then give something to God. In John 15, Jesus talks about pruning us and taking away our dead branches. And this may sound kind of crazy to some, but here it goes. Let's try to see stinking thinking, not as a bad thing, but as God bringing to our awareness how we can become more like him. We move from glory to glory. I thank you, Lord, that you are showing us lies to give to you and to change them. We thank you for getting rid of these dead branches. We are sorry for hanging on to them, whether we knew we were holding on to them or not. Teach us your ways, God. We forgive the people who have said hurtful things to us and have done hurtful things to us. We also forgive ourselves for saying hurtful things to ourselves. So now what does God have to say about us instead? Let's ask. Holy Spirit, what do you have to say about us instead of the stinking thinking? Holy Spirit, tell us how you see us. We thank you for healing those hooks and that makes room for us to hear what you have to see. We thank you that those lies are gone And that right now, that peace that surpasses all understanding is coming in and you are speaking to us so that we can hear the truth that you have to say about us. Just 
allow yourself to receive. For some of you, I actually simply hear that you are enough just as you are. Right now, even if you aren't feeling it, you don't have to do anything. I also want to speak some other words over you and just let them fill you up. You are loved. You are liked. You are enough. It's not your fault. You can make right decisions. You are smart. You are brilliant. Your body is perfectly made in the image of God. You are beautiful. You are not a failure. You are growing and learning every day. You are not weird. People like you and you have good friends and family who loves you. You have enough. Anything else, just let the Holy Spirit speak to you. I want you to see all of these things are true. Even if you aren't feeling them, they are true. We thank you, God, that you are the mighty counselor and are rewiring our brains right now. I thank you that Romans 12.2 says that we are being transformed by the renewing of our minds because of you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for taking out the dead branches of our minds and pruning the branches of our hearts. We thank you for exposing all the roots of lies that have tried to stay buried in our minds. But you are bigger and victory is yours because of the blood that you shed for us. We thank you, Lord, for the change that is occurring right now and the continuous change that will continue throughout the week and the months to come. I thank you that as we sleep, you are continuing to renew our minds and bringing to us how much you truly loves us. God loves you with an everlasting heart. He knew the plans that he had for you from before you were born. The plans that he has for you are for you to prosper, to not be harmed, plans to give you a future and a hope. You are enough just as you are. You are a unique and chosen child of God. Thank you so much for listening. Please reach out to me and let me know what you want to hear on the show. I want your feedback and I want to know what you want to hear. Thank you for giving the show a review if you did. Please keep them coming. On Apple Podcasts, you just click on the Write a Review tab and complete the steps. I want to give a shout out to Charisma Media, who is the network that I'm doing this podcast through. I want to encourage you to download the free Charisma Plus app with a link in the show notes. You will stay up to date with news through a Christian lens and stay connected to the Holy Spirit with other podcasts and articles. They also have an amazing bookstore. So I recommend that you go check on the link and check out the books that they have. When you download the app and you make a purchase at the link at the bookstore, you help support this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next show. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.